0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This week is a bit of a Roadrunner special. I'm Adam and I'm here with Simon. Hello and good day to you, sir. Hello. How's it? How you doing, man? How's your... uh... How have you been the last couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Chilling, really. Just working. Yeah. Not doing much else, really. Yeah, like, just preparing for Halloween. That's it, really. Uh, Well, me and Vicky went away to a nice little cabin in Somerset. That was lovely. Just, you know, no no phone signal, no TV, not even 4G. Just board games, eating loads of good food, having a bit of wine, and uh, they had, like, a hot tub as well, so... I've done that nice. philosophy. So I've been chilled out as hell. And then as we spoke the other day, going back to work to like the most stressful time. Yeah. Today's <laughs> been a nightmare. So this conversation oh, yeah. will be a good way to, to unwind. What about you, dude? I'm all
0: good. Thanks, man. Um,
1: we, you remember we spoke uh, last week about
0: music that we could add other animals to other than the pig squeal. That's a, there's a popular trend. Yeah. A uh, a D and d Last week we um we had a mammoth and a giraffe. I was I was planning on looking up what a giraffe actually what a giraffe actually sounds like, but I, I never got round to. It. Obviously, nobody knows what a mammoth would have sounded
1: like. I have no idea what a giraffe. Do giraffes even make noise? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I, don't, I actually don't <laughs> know the answer to that at all. Yeah. No yeah. idea. Or we are just being dumb and everyone else knows and we don't? Maybe.
0: Yeah. Possibly. Uh, can't believe you were in Somerset playing board games. Yeah. And I didn't know about it.
1: Yeah. It's playing board games about you. Actually, oh, uh, we were playing the official download monopoly. Um so I don't know how sad am I? Take a download game out as well, like Yeah,
0: there's a reason why I didn't ask. <laughs>
1: all my friends already think i'm sad it's like you do a podcast about download you wear download merch you got download posters in your house you got the fucking thing it's like like, oh you're so sad i'm like well well fuck you (laughs) jealousy will get you nowhere oh it's nothing to do with download it's the monopoly part i I was
0: gonna say (laughs) there's a reason why i didn't ask is because i would i would get angry turn green and my elitist (laughs) would come out uh board game elite no i'd I'm not, but there are a lot of elitists in uh, in the board game yeah.
1: Well, we brought, um, industry. we had the logo game yeah. where it was all about British logos and stuff. So that was quite fun. We had the download monopoly and we had Cluedo. So we were going classic.
0: Cool. Yeah, very classic. You know Monopoly is like almost 100 years old or probably more than that. That doesn't years surprise old. me dude, yeah. It's yeah. all
1: it's it's cool. I, I just weird that's really weird I was, I was on the phone to my mom at lunch and she was talking about how crazy how crazy it is that there's so many versions of Monopoly. Like pretty much any big franchise you think about in like TV or film or just any of that sort of realm yeah. there's a fucking monopoly for it like yeah everything has a monopoly i mean it's crazy that i don't know how much download paid for the monopoly license because it has to be made by is it hasbro that i think it probably has hasbro yeah yeah so so if it is them how much would you actually have to pay them to manufacture the game because it's obviously all licensed and stuff like that so I, yeah. I thought that was a weird thing because i don't know how many they made um i know it's sold out on their website at some point so people must have bought them um it was only 30 quid so it wasn't like really pricey but it's, it's awesome it's so sick like it's proper specific download i thought yeah that's so cool but how much did they pay to actually get the license for it
0: yeah that's interesting whether they they, they have to pay like you said, Hasbro to make it, or say we'll give you money and we'll make it. They like, have to source their own, like factories yeah. themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Weird. Uh, it'd be good if we got the answer to that at some point. It would. If i will to speak to uh, Mister Copping, I'm going to ask him. As a, I, I saw a, a
0: Poundland Monopoly the other day. <laughs> <It's fucking laughs> <awful>. Yes, <laughs> he's had everything. A, I have. I do have a Monopoly in my collection. Uh, I've, I've got which I, version I, is it? the game of thrones monopoly.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair enough. It's fair enough. Cool. I bet that was a big seller. It probably was. Yeah. I reckon I, think... I reckon that Harry Potter would have sold a shitload. Yeah. Possibly the Doctor Who one just in Britain, and then the Marvel ones probably sold like crazy because obviously if you're going to play monopoly with the kids, best yeah. way to get them to play it is, you know, buy a Marvel one or, you know, whatever the kids are not that just kids watch Marvel films because I do obviously, and yeah. do. But I mean, like you know, it's targeted towards kids. It's a good way to get kids to play Monopoly or whatever. So yeah,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Like I remember somebody in work saying their son was like obsessed with Marvel, and that was when Soren was a bit too young for it. And I thought it's all fighting. I don't know if I want to get him to get into it, but it's just natural, I think, for all kids to go into that. Cause I suppose because there's so many different characters, there's so many different. Characters to relate to, they you know, they can yeah. relate to a different one. I, I expect all kids just love Spider Man, I don't know why, but Sauron has yeah, it's just
1: cool, it's just cool. Like, yeah, I like, like if I was a kid. If Marvel was this big when I was a kid, I definitely would have been into Marvel like a hundred percent. Yeah, like th- oh, this was exactly the sort of thing I was craving to happen as a as a kid. Like yeah. We had loads of sick shit, like you know, late eighties, early nineties. We had so many good cartoons, loads of good movies. But to have Marvel then would have been amazing, like yeah. incredible.
0: Yeah, I remember hearing actually. Um, it was a little while after the the films started coming out. Um, someone said like. If you had told me 20 years ago that Iron Man and Captain America would be the two biggest superheroes in the Marvel Marvel films, you would have said, fuck off, like, then they won't be. Yeah, Cause,
1: yeah, Because yeah. they,
0: uh, like, well, that, I think there was one, well, there was probably a lot of big games and comics, but the one game I remember didn't have Captain America or Iron Man. I think it was Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember X-Men was huge. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: X-Men was, like, the one, yeah yeah well i've i this is actually weird i'm not saying like oh yeah i was there before everyone but i still have my original iron man comics yeah upstairs in the loft and this was from like 96 97 98 99 that kind of time yeah and i loved i i was like sick if that's what i mean if you would have told me like iron man there's gonna make they're gonna make like three iron man movies and he's gonna be in all these avengers i would have been going crazy like crazy I mean, I went crazy for him. Now, to be honest, I became a big kid again. But yeah, yeah. If someone would have told us that a long time ago, we would have been like, "No way, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bollocks." But yeah, yeah, it actually has happened. Crazy.
0: Awesome. We um, we want to watch all the films again uh, from the start. We don't know if we'll do it in chronological order.
1: I could tell you right now, me and me, and, I made Vicky do that because Vicky hadn't seen any of it, and it was just before End Game or Avengers. I can't remember which one. The the last really? two. And um, I literally made Vicky watch every single Marvel film Yeah. to get up to speed because I really wanted to, her to come to the cinema with me to watch it. And she loved it. And we watched them all in pretty much chrono- chronological order. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was sick. It took ages, but it was well worth it. Yeah. So yeah,
0: Awesome. I think it won't won't be long until Soren, oh, he probably won't be old enough to watch a lot of him. He's a four soon.
1: <laughs> Dude. My mum was letting me watch fucking Total Recall, RoboCop and all this shit when I was like eight. Yeah. And those films are fucking brutal. True. Yeah. But do you know true. what? Do you know what? This is the thing, right? My mum always said to me, and this is what, this is, I think this is why I appreciate cinema more now. She said to us even then, right? Nothing what you're seeing is real, okay? It's all fake. It's all a movie, okay? It's all pretend. They do yeah. all this. And that sort of made me, and my brother, even more interested in cinema because we were like, how did they do that? That yeah. looks great. And even to this day, I always find myself sort of looking a bit further into the movies, how they've done it, even when I'm watching the movie. And I think yeah. that's because she said that to me at like an early age. So I think as long as you explain to kids that it is just a film, and obviously if you test the waters a little bit with them because every kid's different, I think you can show them movies with your guidance yeah. that they shouldn't necessarily see if you feel like they're ready for it you know like don't show them something fucking horrific like human centipede because they're going <laughs> to freak out but yeah. you know like yeah you know within reason i think the marvel films there's no blood there's no real swearing no, or anything like that so i think that's acceptable you just got uh, it's up to you really you know you're you're the you're their parents so yeah as long as you're being with it I, I yeah dude i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah cool awesome well
0: uh what i was going to lead on too with that was um, it, it's difficult because Nova is a bit younger. So we're gonna when Soren's old enough to do stuff, we will th- probably think, oh, should we wait a few couple more years so Nova can be involved as well? So we're gonna have to wait that <laughs> yeah. little bit extra. But we'll probably will do a lot of cool stuff like um, watching the Marvel film. Could we? Because you can watch films more than once. But there's yeah, a, be yeah, a lot definitely. of things like that that will be like, ah, oh, yeah, we should probably wait, <laughs> and Soren have to wait. <laughs> but uh, Talking about the chronological order, you know, I, I I haven't even spoken about my last two weeks yet. But this is this is cool. This is something I thought about a while ago when I was listening to Iron Maiden before Saint came out. I listened to all of the albums front uh, front to back, start to finish, and then I thought to myself, how else could I listen to these? And I, I did wonder if if you could order all of the songs in chronolo- in like thematic chronological order. Yeah. I thought that would be cool because I think uh, the first one, or oh, a, a quest for fire, I think it's called, is all about like finding fire for the for the first time. So that might be one of the first ones, and yeah, just go from there. I thought that would be awesome to do.
1: Yeah, that's great. I yeah, I, I love that idea, especially with stuff like Iron Maiden where they're telling stories and yeah. stuff like that, and like yeah, like everything. Oh, Maiden songs feel like they're always set in a time period. Yeah, where a lot of bands you don't get that. So I think that would be awesome to try and. Just just pick them out and just put them in what time order would be, or even ask someone from the band if that was ever like possible. Yeah, like we've spoken before about like, Steve Harris is such a great writer, and he's yeah. he, you could just tell he's just a huge nerd. And if you spoke to him about something like that, he'd probably get well into it and start <laughs> yeah. going, "Oh yeah, that's great. We could start with this, and then we could go into this, and this would go through." And I, I reckon that'd be fucking wicked and like you said you, you could do it with loads of stuff Maiden's perfect for it but I'm sure there's other bands catalogs you could go through and go this stuff feels like it has a time or it's set in a time period and they yeah. go through that'll be wicked yeah, yeah, yeah it's a cool idea man I never heard anyone say, say that before yeah I'd
0: I, I cool. like I'd like to keep keep this going keep thinking of new things yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah keep think keep thinking it man if I come up with some in, in order for any band I'll let you know cool what else was I going to say?
0: Oh, I said to you yesterday that we, because uh, I asked you if um, you've been watching Squid Game. We uh, jumped on. Like, like I said, it feels like we've got to it late, even though we're only like a couple of weeks behind everybody else. Yeah. And we had, um, we were going to watch the last episode yesterday, or like, last night. Um, we watched two episodes last night, and we still got two to watch tonight. I, I had it wrong. Oh. I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was only six episodes. So we were watching oh, episode six, thinking this is the last one. And it got halfway through. We were like, "This is a bit slow. How are they?" It does I don't know how they're going to finish it from here. And then we looked again; it was about twelve minutes left. We were like, "This can't be right. There's no way they're finishing it in twelve minutes." So, yeah, we realized I fucked up. Uh, so we're going to finish it tonight instead.
1: <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Yeah, but I've heard gr- I like I've heard great things, and it's definitely on my list of things to watch. But um, at the moment, we're really trying, still trying to sort of chug through buffy and angel well we're not on to angel yet when we're watching buffy and then we're on season three when series four starts angel and buffy shows run at the same time but also interlock with each other people from buffy will go to angel people from angel go to buffy so there's a particular order you have to watch the episodes in for everything to make sense which yeah. at the time would have been mental because both shows were running at the same time for like four years. Yeah. So I mean I watched them at the time, but not in proper chronological order. So it's gonna be interesting to see how you should have watched the show. Yeah. Exactly what we were just talking about with the maiden stuff. Like when you put stuff in the order it's supposed to be, it's interesting because that's not necessarily the way that you consume it. So yeah. putting it in the order it's actually supposed to is will be quite a trip. So we're trying to get yeah, we're trying to get through that. But Squid Game's on my list. But then after that, um after we've done Angel the Buffy, um Vicky's never seen X Files. So it's like we're gonna have to watch all of X Files now. So Yeah, that's not and it's dumb. all on Disney Plus. So Oh Disney Plus I thought it was Prime. Oh maybe they do have it on there. I just saw it that it's all on Disney Plus. Yeah. So.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. But uh yeah we we started watching that a few years back actually again. I never watched it start to finish. I oh, okay. a- always nice. wanted to finish it, but we only, we only got to like the halfway through season three, and it just got a bit much. Because I think I think it was before we had kids, so we were watching a lot as well. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, yeah, there is a lot of freaky shit. You,
1: you can't really watch it with kids. It's a very there is some weird shit that happens on that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great, great show, great show, fantastically written, and um, Gillian Anderson and um, David Duchovny just fucking incredible. Yeah, but yeah
0: yeah i I have heard what like the overall story becomes i'm not going to say it but um well i'll say it to you like there's there's two sets of aliens in the end isn't there i i never knew that but i did uh, i think i saw that on reddit once so i do want to go back and watch it
1: yeah well uh, that hasn't ruined anything so it's fine so if you're listening and you haven't seen the x-files if you like horror you like mystery and you kind of like cop shows as well. There's a bit of that mixed in. Some of the stories are quite normal. They don't turn out to be that freaky in the end. Watch X-Files. It's well worth watching. Hasn't dated a day. Well, apart from some of the effects, but story-wise, just as good as anything that comes out now. But yeah. Yeah, awesome. There's two more things I wanted to talk about.
0: Uh, One was the cow that I failed to go back to last week. Because I, I I don't know if you remember I said I said something about cows and then thought oh we'll talk about that later and I said stick a pin in that and then we know, I never I never went back to it <laughs>
1: Just, so, we do that all the time yeah <laughs> we go oh yeah yeah we will get back to it later nope yeah too many tangents
0: but uh, yeah because we were talking about Download 2004 and it would have been about the same kind of time so we used to go down to the pub at on on the Thursday at Download every year. And I miss doing that. I really do. Um, it's a long walk though,
1: isn't it? D- d- to be fair, my lot done that a couple of times. And then like the recent years, we haven't even left the grounds of download because I think it was more prevalent when they didn't have a, sh- a co-op where you'd have yeah. to go to the co-op and you'd see the pub and you'd think, yeah, let's go in for a couple. So I think it's pr- it probably happens less now. I'm sure there's some people that still do it, but yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah
0: continue. Yeah, no, it was nice doing it, and I, I kind of miss it. And um, I think I did actually walk. I think it's a Tesco down there. I didn't know there was a Tesco. We just walked down to the shop, <laughs> but um, on on the way there was there was there was a there was some fields, and there was this massive massive cow in this field, and um, me and a friend kind of kind of got a little bit obsessed with it, and uh, we. I I didn't realize our mistake until a few years back, but we were calling it the granddaddy of all cows. (laughs) And and I, like I said, it was a few years back now and I I just sort of, it just clicked. And I was like, I can't believe I made that mistake. Well, I I can believe I made that mistake in the first place, but it's not clicked sooner.
1: (laughs) How pissed up were you at the time? We were probably sober. Oh, that's even worse. Probably.
0: But yeah, I don't know. Around that kind of time, 2004, I was in college. You were probably in, in college or there or thereabouts. I don't know if, if if it was the same where you were, but it was like everybody wanted to be as random as they possibly could in, in college. It was a weird time. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But beca- because of that cow, I found a picture of another cow in a newspaper. It wasn't even the same cow. But I was like, I'm gonna cut that out and and put that in my wallet. I just kept it in my wallet for <laughs> ages.
1: <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Yeah, you're right. It was things were really weird. 2004. Yeah, that was a weird. <laughs> looking back now, it's a weird fucking time. Yeah. Those early noughties to sort of mid noughties were very strange, but fun. Very very strange. Oh great. Them. Yeah. Great, <laughs> but weird at the same time. Yeah.
0: Um, the the only other thing I wanted to talk about was um I think I've solved the mystery of what happened to my t-shirts all of my old band t-shirts that I said I threw I thought I threw away uh, I'm pretty sure I did now
2: ah,
0: yeah I know when you say that. <laughs> but yeah I was I was just chatting to the to one of the guys from Festpod on on Instagram a few days back and and I sort of said the similar thing I, you know I don't is a awesome t-shirt that I used to have that I don't anymore and then I remembered when we uh we we bought this house probably just over five years ago now, it was a brand new house. And when when we were buying it, the the guy who was showing us around basically he, he told us that the attic is not built for storage. It's not for storage. So we just didn't think we were gonna use it to start with. So we were just getting rid of a load of stuff that was just in the way and and, and now I it's, mean I've I've boarded some of the attic up now. <laughs> fucking putting stuff up it's
1: there. weird that they would say that to you. Yeah. Why would they say that to you? It doesn't make any sense. No. I, maybe, it, yeah, it's because you. They have to say that you can't store things up there. Yeah, but that's what everyone uses unless they you, unless you convert your um, attic, like a lot of people do to give themselves more space. Yeah, you put your shit up there. Yeah, <laughs> I could tell you right now, if 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 I put one more thing in my loft, everything in the loft will be in this room. Really, because there's so much stuff up there. I'm surprised the roof hasn't caved in it. It might happen while we're talking. If you just see a load of debris and me hit the floor, you know what's happened, okay? Just just just, just, <laughs> just call 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 the fire brigade and just get them here straight away. You already know you can already explain what's happened. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's so weird that they said that to you, that you don't want to store your shit up there. Yeah. Because how much stuff did you guys have when you moved? You must have had a load of shit, right? Yeah, a lot of stuff. And um yeah. I mean
0: we've got a big house, we've got a three story house, but there's no storage space anywhere. Uh, we've got like one little cupboard in our bedroom, and and that's it. So you,
1: we have to put stuff in the attic, you know? Mm. Yeah. That sucks, man. How many t shirts do you think you got rid of total? I reckon 20 to 25.
0: Oh, I Dude. So I, I used to only ever wear Iron Maiden t shirts back when, between sort of the age of, I would say, 15 to maybe even 25, 15 to 25, maybe a bit. Less, 22, 23. Um, I, so I had 15 to 20 Iron Maiden t-shirts and I'd wear a different one every single day. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Dude, just, oh man, some of those original fucking shirts. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, oh, that makes me so sad, man. It's it, Especially um, the t-shirt we've talked about before, the, um, what was it? I Got Fucked at Download.
0: Yeah, that's the one I was talking to Festpod about.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I've not, I, I can't find any proof of its existence.
1: <laughs> uh, I said to you before, I've never, and you know, I've, I've, I get, I buy download merch. I got stuff. I've got stuff from two thousand and five. There are like loads of old shit. I've never seen that. I got fucked at download t-shirt ever. Hmm. Not once, not on eBay, not on Depop, not on Vinted, not on um, nowhere. Never seen it before. Yeah, so that T-shirt was rare as fuck. <laughs> and I can't even imagine what other ones you had, like crazy, dude. Yeah, I um, I, I've
0: got a friend who I, I think I have said on the on the show before. Uh, we we both wore the same T-shirt to my granddad's like 80th or something or 70th, and uh, so yeah, it, it's Jacob. Jacob, if you're listening, remember to go and look for it because you. He said he he said he he might not have thrown his away. He might still have oh. it
1: somewhere. Oh my god. So yeah, people Jacob, pay good money for that. Go and look for it. <laughs> you might be rich. You're gonna be rich. Jacob, get the t shirt. You're gonna be rich.
0: <laughs> um cool, yeah, that was everything. So uh any else? anything else you wanna to touch upon or go into the news? Nothing to add. Well, I mean, the, the the biggest news... We've got to uh, talk about Vicky Hungerford, I guess, don't we? With uh, with what's happened with her over the last few days. Okay, what happened? What happened, Adam? Tell the people what happened. Cool. So uh, this isn't the exact wording. I can't remember. But basically it was something along the lines of... The world's gone mad. If I get one more email that has somebody's pronouns at the end of it, it's going straight in the bin. That's pretty much exactly what she said. I just got it up. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> you were right, perfectly. Cool. <laughs> um and you can imagine this pissed a lot of people off with uh, bloodstock being well being what it is. You know, they've got the Sophie Foundation working with them, which is yeah. all about being yourself, being
1: Yeah, being who you are and not having to pay for who you are yeah in any way whatsoever yeah any sort of discrimination towards you color whatever you identify as whatever you want to look like it's like we, we were talking about this before you know the the reason <clears throat> people love metal festivals and people love the environment and we feel like we're so safe within our sort of you know unit of people together is because we accept everyone you know you've seen people walk around the festivals you could do whatever you want yeah. just walk around just be yourself you know like that's what it's all about. That's why people think that metal and rock festivals are so good. And the people that are booking this, these festivals, should be the people that are leading the way for people like that. Yeah. And whatever people want to wanna be. And it is just... It's not on that she's saying that, especially <laughs> the position that she's in, you know? Yeah. Especially putting it on a tweet. I mean, who's not going to see it? It's obviously going to get a reaction, isn't it? No matter what you write. Yeah. So... It, it's stupid. I mean, it's it's out. Like I know now, it seems weird because it feels like, oh, why are you saying all this about a tweet? But it's not just a tweet. It's what she said in the tweet, and yeah. this is the person who's booking entire festivals for you know hundreds of thousands of people to go. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's that just can't happen. Basically, no. it can't happen. No, it's um,
0: yeah. <laughs> I just I couldn't believe it. And uh, well, we've also spoken about. She's done it before as well. Like I, yeah, I saw yeah, it yeah. on the Bloodstock Facebook. I think it was only about fifteen minutes after it happened, and there was a big, a big thread about it already. And someone had already posted a screenshot of um, something she said in twenty eighteen, I think, about yeah. going off on one about yeah. Santa being genderless, um, yeah. or what you know, disagreeing with people uh, and talk, sort of talking about snowflakes, basically. And but I. One thing about that, I, I couldn't believe it was so quick for someone to put that screen up. I <laughs> to thought, go
1: back and do it. Yeah.
0: How long have you been waiting for this moment <laughs> with that saved on your phone just to have a go at her? You know, it's crazy.
1: See, the thing is, is, is like, it's okay that the Santa thing is like she's saying, oh, Santa should be a man, right? That's okay because that's her opinion. She wasn't attacking anyone. She wasn't saying that it shouldn't be. She just thinks that Santa should be a man, which is fair enough. That's her opinion. Like, you know, so yeah. you have your opinion. Fair enough. But this one's different because she's refusing to engage with anyone that's different or trying to be who they want to be, which is completely out of line. It's, it's just yeah. not, the, not the way that you should be handling it. And, and as far as I know, they haven't taken any... Ac- well, they will take action against her, but she won't... I think she, they said that she's going to be stepping back, but she'll still have some sort of role within... whatever's happening it just shows you how powerful um social media is you know you could literally destroy your whole career with one tweet oh yeah it's happened to people before yeah it will happen in the future one you know a few words can completely destroy you or make you yeah that's just the world that we live in at the moment you can go from you know just you to being a fucking megastar within just one tweet it's happened before so yeah it's just strange isn't it it's very weird within our community we're all supposed to be so it's supposed to be like a big togetherness thing you go to even da- even download you know it's huge but it still feels like a family
0: oh yeah absolutely you can do whatever you want and yeah like you, yeah, said, you know just I be go.
1: the person you want to be and um yeah I, it's it's not on so i'm guy but uh, I've, I've said this to you before i've got some friends that i went to bloodstock with and we've got like a bloodstock group and i put in there right as i saw this come up to say which two of you said some of you said that she was a bitch anyway. Yeah. And apparently she's a complete bitch anyway. So it's some people in my group were like really not surprised she said that. Yeah. Because she just says loads of shit. It's just not on Twitter. So. Right. Yeah. It was probably well, going to happen anyway at some point. I don't know. I don't know the woman. I don't know. If, do you know what I mean? I've only been to Budstock once. So yeah. I'm not saying I'm an expert on it or her or whatever. I've only heard a name for the first time like last year but still yeah it's not on no
0: um and yeah it was interesting you you saying that actually i cuz i saw it both on the bloodstock facebook and the, the download festival facebook and and on the bloodstock there were there were a few people trying to defend her and and uh, yeah defend her, i guess is is the best way to way to put it but um yeah on the download page m- the majority of the people were saying well i'm not surprised you know she is a bit of a bitch anyway. Yeah. So it's funny yeah. It was strange how the two, two groups see her, you know?
1: Yeah, differed a little bit. Yeah. Well, it would be the same, you know, what if someone said tomorrow that, you know, Andy Copping had said something really bad about someone. Yeah. And we would be a bit more like, because, you know, he's been the guy mainly in charge of download. You yeah. Know, the main reason we do this podcast. So that would affect us in a different way. And I'm sure the people that have been going to Bloodstock, since its inception, probably would feel the same way about it. So, yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be difficult, but yeah. But anyway, yeah. Let's not talk about let's not talk about it too much because <clears throat> we could go off in loads of tangents. But yeah, it's not on. And you know, in this community, you should be who you want to be, be called whatever you want to be called, identify as whatever you want. You just you you do you. If it doesn't affect anyone else, it should be none of their business. Yeah, they should absolutely treat you as you want to be treated. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. I, I do
0: just want to say. I think only good things will come from this. Um, well, maybe not only, but a lot of good things will will come from this. Mm. She she put out a, a rubbish apology, uh, maybe like half an hour. Oh, I didn't see after. that. I didn't see that. Oh, it was awful. Um, and then people were saying, like call, calling her out for that, and saying that like, instead of saying I'm sorry that you're offended, you should be saying right, educate me. And then she did end up doing that after. And I think Adam Gregory is that her husband, or is that somebody else who runs Bloodstock?
1: Oh, I don't know. He I don't know. he
0: put out a big a big the thing saying, "Look, okay, I'm not educated enough on this subject. I'm gonna I'm gonna um I want to have a big group chat on Zoom with with some of you who can come and educate me." And that was the right thing to say. And um yeah, and I think like I said. A lot of people probably on the sidelines as well um just in the group have probably been educated a little bit more because of this you know just reading the comments mm-hmm. and stuff so like i said i think good things will come from it and i think who she is what, like the job she does she sort of built herself up um she can post any old shit and get hundreds of likes for it so she's she was probably just in that mentality of like addicted to social media addicted to posting things and getting all the likes like she just feels like she has to be posting something all the time like mm. several times a day just to stay relevant and and that's that's a big thing that's happened with social media over the last probably five six years
1: yeah yeah I, I agree totally like it's it's this thing it it ha it's a double-edged sword isn't it social media i think me and you have mentioned this before in the podcast yeah it can be the most fantastic thing in the world it can almost be the most horrific thing in the world and the same yeah. thing for the internet in general you know you can look at the internet one way you can look at it the other way uh, there's, there's always a, a double edged sword you know it can be the best thing it can be the worst thing yeah so it just depends on how you use it but it is sad that something like this can affect people in such a huge way yeah it is it's pretty insane but also like you said about education it's a good way to educate people it's a good way to spread um awareness and you know just anything you know you can yeah. spread anything but then again it's also a place to spread fake news yeah yeah spread bad things about people spread you know things that aren't true and sometimes they can be perceived by more people than the actual truth just because they've seen it on social media so yeah it's both ways isn't it? it's the yin and yang so yeah yeah, yeah you just gotta Try and use it to the best of your abilities. That's what I would. All I would put. That's what I try and do. Just try and enjoy it. Yeah. What we have, because we've lived in a time where we didn't have it. Yeah. And now we have it, and it's cool. <laughs> we, me and you, wouldn't be able to do this if the internet hadn't taken off like it did. No. So, yeah. Just use it to the best of your abilities. I would say. Yeah, I like that. Cool.
0: Right. Shall we move on to Roadrunner Records?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I just say um, oh, yeah. one thing? This is Roadrunner Records related. I listened to the new Trivium album today, and it's fucking awesome. Really, really good. It's an absolute beast of an album. Yeah. Definitely listening to it again tomorrow. Yeah. Really good. Thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: I listened to a few songs of it the other day. I listened to a mm-hmm. Trivium album today, actually. Not the new one. Ooh. Oh, I listened to two Trivium albums. Ooh. So, <laughs> I, I I put I put the album "Within Flames" on. In flames, in waves. I put the album in with it, 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 That's just called "In Waves." Trivium and In Flames
1: done an album? Sign me up. Well, Where was awesome. that?
0: <laughs> now, the album's just called "In Waves," isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put "In Waves" on, and I was listening to it, and yeah. I was like, "This is all right." uh And I was the only song I knew from it was "In Waves." Mm-hmm. And it was going on a bit, and I was like, when's In Waves coming on? I love that song. I, they left In Waves right to the end. <laughs> and and I went to look at it, and I was like, when is it going to come on? And I had put the wrong album on. I'd put on Vengeance Falls accidentally. <laughs> so I, I was listening to the wrong album. But I, I thought, I, I realized I'd not heard a single song from that album ever.
1: So I don't know which ones they actually released. But I... Do you want to know an interesting fact about that album? Go on. It was produced by Disturbs David Drayman. Really? Yeah. Awesome. They've done it with him in the studio. It's got a, quite a different sound to the rest of their albums. It's okay. good. good album, though. Yeah, it's great. It's got Strife on it, which is easily one of their best songs. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Uh, it seemed like a
0: lot of the, the, the songs sounded a bit samey to each other, I thought. Uh, and I, I thought there wasn't any... Songs that really stood out to me—I only listened to, the, to it the once through. They're, they're all really good. Not, yeah, I wouldn't say really good, quite good songs, but none stood out. None were really bad. It's, it's as if they worked out a formula of how to do a good song, but none of them stood out more than any others.
1: If you look on Trivium lists, that album is for fans. Not you know, not not bad, but it's yeah. one of the ones down the bottom. People liked it, but they weren't. They didn't think it was great. Yeah. So they probably have the pretty much the same feeling. But there is some good singles on it. Listen to the song Strife again. It's okay. really good. Yeah. I'll it's a I really cool
0: track to, today. But, um, and I, I will check out some more Trivium stuff because they've like, well, In Waves was old now, isn't it? It's really it's old. It's 2011. They've had like four or five albums since then. Yeah. I yeah. had no idea they'd had that many. I was like
1: probably had like one since in waves maybe something (laughs) i'm awful i would say out of the new trivium apart from the new one check out the sin and the sentence that album that's probably my favorite from the new wave of trivium yeah so you got two really good
0: do you know one thing i noticed today as well actually is again roadrunner related i think all of it seems like all or most of Roadrunner United, not United, Roadrunner, Roadrunner Records bands, they put like a deluxe version of the album onto Spotify as well. Yeah, I've so yeah, been yeah. listening to a lot of Roadrunner's stuff, or a lot of different bands that are on Roadrunner. They
1: all seem to have the, each album on twice. <laughs> so it we went yeah. deluxe version. Yeah, it's cool. They always add stuff, they always put like demo versions or extra live versions or whatever they, they're they good at that kind of stuff they really yeah. are because so I, I, I wanted to talk about as well they, they've got really good sorry we're on the subject of Roadrunner Records now but we will we will we will go into it properly in a second we're just yeah. scratching the surface yeah. they always had really good best ofs okay like their best of compilations for Roadrunner were always really good I think I had the typo negative one the life of agony one and possibly the fear factory one and they were all really fucking good i know yeah. they're best of so they, they're they bound to normally be good but the songs that they picked and especially towards the end they never really picked necessarily the big hits they just picked some of the good songs from the albums they were yeah really good their compilation cds were always wicked yeah
0: awesome mm. it's it's just it's a bit of a shame if you don't know they've added stuff to an album though
1: yeah that's true
0: like i had that with saliva uh you obviously know how much of a huge fan i'm of saliva one of other albums they re-released it with an extra track on the end. I never looked it up. I didn't need to. I had the album, and then <laughs> I think I heard it on Spotify. I was just listening to the album, I was like, "What's this song? I've never heard this song before why why do I there's a saliva song that I don't know this is this, I could not believe it, but yeah so i like I said I just never looked it up because I never had to,
1: and they bastards added you had an extra song. Do you know the first time that happened to me? I normally only put on my Spotify the original versions of the albums, but I put on um, Bring Me the Horizon, Semper Eternal, but I didn't realize that there was like a special, a deluxe version or special edition version. So I was in the shower and um, the last song came on and I thought, oh yeah, I like this song. So I started showering and then the album finished and I thought, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to change it. And then another song came on and I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And then I got out of the shower and I was like, it's a fucking deluxe deluxe version. There's like three extra songs. And I was like, oh, wicked. (laughs) They weren't that great, but like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it was a weird experience. I was like, that's not supposed to happen. (laughs) That's breaking the norm. It was a a similar thing happened actually
0: last week sometime listening to Corn, You said that I should listen to Serenity of Suffering. Is that what you said it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I put on the album before that, maybe Paradigm Shift. such a good album. And and again, it was a deluxe one with live songs on it. Ah. And uh, so it got to the end. I heard a couple of the older ones live and I was going to check out what the fuck did I just say it was? Serenity of Suffering. (laughs) I was going to put on (laughs) Serenity of Suffering after. I think I put it on for like a couple of songs, but I was craving listening to old corn after hearing the live ones on on the previous album. So I was like, I'm not going to listen to this today. I'm going to go back to listen to like issues or. I think it was issues, Yeah, untouchables a little bit as well.
1: Nice, well played, sir. Yeah, remember a bit of old corn. Well, that's a nice segue into our conversation because yeah. um, corn will be coming up. Al Almanalina, I'm going to take over for this episode, people, um, if you don't mind. Um, but before we get into Robona Records, I'm going to lead the way. But first of all, Mr. Ronnie, sir, will you take us in? <laughs> Thanks Ronisif, Ronisif, um, <laughs> Ronis, Ronis yourself, Ronis, Ronophilus, Ronophilus. Thank you Ronophilus. Um, yeah so today's episode is all about Roadrunner Records so if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about and you're listening to this going I don't know what that means. Roadrunner Records are were a record label and still are a sub-record label and they released a fuckload of good music um, in the 80s, 90s and up to today. So that's what we're going to talk about. So first of all I'm going to give everyone a little bit of history on the label, and um, then we'll run through exactly why we're doing a whole two episodes about it. Because this episode mystery twist is going to be split into two parts, and I'm not going to tell you when it's going to split into two parts. We'll let you know when you need to know. Right? Good. Right? Okay. So, Roadrunner Records is currently a record label but they were a record label from the years of 1980 which means that the record label itself is what's that 41 years old so it's a it's been around for quite some time not quite as much as some obviously have been around since like the 50s and 60s but for a metal label that is pretty cool so originally what they point of the record label was they were releasing metal heavy metal and rock stuff but they were releasing u.s music in europe so there was no distribution label at the time or there were a few so what roadrunner were doing instead of producing their own music um, or signing bands or anything they were literally taking bands that were already signed and distributing their music to people in europe so they were responsible for the first few metallica albums i'm not quite sure up to what so I'm probably just thinking, you know, like kill 'em all, ride the lightning, and probably maybe a few others. So that's quite a big deal because people in Europe would have been getting their Metallica fix through Roadrunner, and obviously at that time, that's when Metallica were obviously probably more of a cult band at that point, but they were probably starting to find their feet and stuff. So that's quite a cool concept to think of. That's how they started, and as this conversation will go, the the, the model changed a hell of a lot, and um a lot of money was finally involved in the whole record label. We'll talk about that a bit later. So I'll just run through some notable acts. So this is just an overview of probably their, I would say, biggest selling acts or most well-known acts. So acts that have been on the label past and present include Slipknot, Machine Head, Killswitch Engage, Sepultura, Korn, Fear Factory, Typo Negative, and Nickelback. So in there, some huge names that I'm sure a lot of people have heard. Um, So this... Record label was responsible for basically not so much in the 80s, they released a lot of good stuff in the 80s, but 90s and 2000s pretty much being the leading force in metal, um, metalcore and alternative stuff. It was insane how much effect this record label had on the music industry. So I'm just going to tell you about what it is today. So today, as of 2010, the record label was sold to Warner Music Group for $73.5 million, which is an insane number for a label that started just as a distribution label, literally just giving music to yeah. different continents. That is absolutely insane. So they still function today as a sub level sub-genre of the Warner um, Electra music division so they're like a sub-label now they still have people they're still releasing records like I said I just spoke about the new Trivium record released through Roadrunner it's been blown off the board everyone loves it critics and fans so they're still kicking it today so yeah I mean isn't that is a crazy amount of money right like 73.5 million from just starting, I mean, obviously yeah, it's, it yeah. was you know it was 2010, so it was quite a long time after. But just to starting as just a distribution company and making 73.5 million must have been insane.
0: Yeah, like Roadrunner was massive. You know, no other yeah. record label was as prominent as as they were. You know, people didn't really know. Well, I was, people would have known who who their favorite bands were signed to. But like, if you were signed to Roadrunner, it was a much bigger thing
1: definitely huge deal i think it was a huge deal i mean especially bands f- like from mid 90s to mid noughties if you got signed to roadrunner you must have been leaping in the air because yeah. they done everything they possibly could to get these bands like magazines music videos adverts on the music channels like uh you know early days of social media they were pushing stuff they were doing dvds this like they were really pushing a lot of these artists, some more than others, which we will speak about later on um but yeah, but you know they're they're responsible for a huge chunk of that time if you, people will probably when we go through some of these bands, they'll be like, "Oh shit, I don't even realize that they were on roadrun records. It's yeah. like crazy, like go on Wikipedia if you get the chance if you've been interested in what we're talking about, and just look at the list of bands on their wikipedia that they've had signed we won't be speaking about all of them today because it's just too many
0: Yeah, there's a ridiculous amount
1: it's crazy and some of the bands on there you're like how the fuck i mean obviously they didn't have them on there at the same time but yeah oh, just the roster of bands is fucking mind-blowing for the world yeah. of metal like insane so um so we'll just talk about what they are today basically so bands currently on the label i'll quickly read off the list because this is pretty killer to say that this record label even though they're technically a sub label is still going strong today so currently signed to Roe runner we got angel dust code orange code in cambria Corey taylor creeper dinosaur pileup fever 333 gojira higher power in this moment joyous wolf corn motionless in white slipknot stone sour slash theory of dead man trivium and turnstile now if this record label was brand new and they just came out today or they'd only been (laughs) around for about five years that roster's fucking insane like that is a mix of bands that are already big and bands that are leading the way and will be big you know the future basically these bands will be there in a few years so yeah that in itself is just a crazy absolutely crazy roster was there anything on there that that, that your fancy or stood out, or you're like, oh okay? Because you know what, um, I never knew Gojira were on Roadrunner until no. I'd done this research.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of people talking about Gojira for a while. I've never really listened to them properly, but that's another one Ooh. for my list. Oh, oh I was—I've been saying it's uh, my my homework, but I, I thought thought about it today, mm. and I don't actually listen to these bands at home. I listen to them at work, so. It's my work work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or or, nice. or when I'm walking, Eddie. Uh, so it's my walk work. <laughs> no. no, that's walk not as good. That's not as good. Work but, work. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah. So it's been added to my work work list. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I You know, there's there's plenty of shit, man, on there. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's just meant. It's crazy. Gojira as well. Whenever I think about Gojira, I think shit. I should have been in ages ago. My friend Aston in like 2012 he said there's two bands you need to be listening to right now and this i saw this guy could see into the future because these bands are huge now he said you should be listening to gojira and ghost and both those bands now are fucking massive yeah and this was like 2012 when he was like yeah dude the other day i went to see ghost and he's like yeah the other day i went to see gojira and i was like it's just crazy how he told me to listen to those bands i didn't i didn't listen to ghost till like I don't know 2014, and I didn't listen to Gojira till like a couple of years ago. So I wish I'd got in there earlier. But still, yeah, I think Gojira definitely worth a listen. But yeah, I was quite shocked that they won Roadrunner. But apparently, for the last two or three, they have been on Roadrunner, which is their biggest album. So, so that's cool. But yeah, anyway, it's 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 a great list, and um, you know, bands like Code Orange, Creeper, Dinosaur Pileup, Fever 333, um, Higher Power, uh, Turnstile, bands like that. They're the bands that are they're coming out now, you know. They're they're the ones you see them on all of the um, lineups, and you know they they all play download and stuff like that. These these are like the br- new breed of the future. That's you know people might surpass them, but these are the ones that have started the seeds for what you know our sort of genre of music is going to be in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I I've not, not actually heard of a lot of them before, so
1: worth uh, checking out. I'll have to check them well, out I'll, about, yeah. I'll talk about Higher Power a little later on because. They're sick, yeah. Uh, sure. Code Orange are definitely worth listening to as well. Yeah, I'm sure you've mentioned Higher Power before. Yeah, yeah. They're I didn't know... More than worth.
0: I didn't know in this moment we're on Roadrunner. That's, uh, that's Kelly's favourite band or mm, I would say second favourite to The Used.
1: Oh, I fucking love The Used. I think she did she...
0: She went to America to watch them. Wow, To do sick. like a cruise. Oh, what was it? I can't remember what it was called but like... You basically get on the boat and they play all the songs, all the sets on the boat. I think they do three days of music. Get to a yeah. Beach. I've heard about those rock cruises. That's it. Ship rocked. That's what it was called. Shiprock. Oh lot yeah. Of no, I have money heard of that. Yeah. To do that yeah. and like yeah. I, Jesus Christ. How did she afford that? Oh, she's got a lot of money. <laughs> she <laughs> That's mental. She, she just yeah, just saved since leaving school. Never, really? Yeah. She. I mean, she. She always said she went out and did whatever she wanted to do, but just didn't spend her money. Every week. So it just built up. I I did spend my money every week. I spent my money payday, pretty much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Spent all my money in the pub. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ, my poor liver. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Our livers are fucking not reaping the benefits now. Reaping the scars.
0: That was only a couple of months after we got together as well. But it was already booked and I couldn't afford to go, so... I, uh, I, I had the week booked off work because it was my birthday. It was my birthday week, and we got together, and she was like, oh, "I'm going to America <laughs> for a few, <laughs> for for like ten days," and ooh, see you
1: later.
0: Like the day they left, I, I this is this is going massively off. This is not roadrunner, but it's fine. The day they left, I noticed that saliva and Cold were playing a gig together somewhere in Orlando, and I was like. I would love to go to that. Like, I've never seen either of them. Two of my favorite bands growing up. Like, I might just get a flight out to to go and watch <laughs> them and then come back with you.
1: <laughs> How sick would that have been? Oh, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, man. We, we talked about Cold on the last episode, and I hadn't. I said I hadn't listened to Cold in ages. So yeah, Did, they're on my list. Have you listened? Yeah. To them since? No, 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 no. They're, I, I, I told just like you. I've got. Well, I've got. I don't know half work work half homework right <laughs> it's not quite all work work but they're on my list <laughs> cool so i will i will go back i promise cool um yeah so what we're talking about yeah so, ba- so you know so this label is still going strong you know even though they're you know they're probably not reaching the peaks of what they did yeah. it's still a label that's releasing you know the last slip that album done really well the new trivia one's doing really well. You know, all, all the bands on here have released albums in the last couple of years that everyone has enjoyed. So they're still doing a fucking great job. So um, so yeah, so what I'm going to do now is I want to delve just a little bit deeper into some of the albums that influenced me and some of the ones that I thought were fantastic and obviously would have influenced other people as well at the yeah. time. Um, but before I say that, with physical media, you'll know this and the people... The, I, want, I don't want to say older people because that makes us sound old. We're only like mid thirties, but people of a certain age will remember a special feeling that you got when you went to go and buy a new band CD. And we've we've talked about this loads on the podcast because yeah. um, it's yeah it's just something that 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 always crops up when it comes to buying music. Whenever I would buy something, I would see or I'd go in and I'd be like, "Oh, what should I pick?" and I'd have a look at all the CDs and I'd always look on the back and if it had the Roadrunner Records logo on it it's almost like a seal of approval like yeah probably 99 percent chance i'm gonna like what they've done here because they don't put out shit yeah (laughs) like there's no shit on roadrunner like it's all decent so that would happen to me a lot and um it was just cool to see that on there and be like yeah i'll buy that I just buy it. Yeah. I, I, did, I had no money. I could only <laughs> afford one CD. But if I had Roadrunner Records on it, and I hadn't even heard of the band, I was most likely gonna gonna like it. So, and that worked out. Literally, night. I can't remember me ever buying anything from anywhere that had Roadrunner on it that I didn't like. Yeah. So, yeah, I say ninety nine percent, but for me, it was probably a hundred percent of the time. But yeah, it was a great feeling getting a CD. It's just, I bet it was to see it, pull it out. Just oh, so good, man. I missed that so much. Wasn't very often I could do that. <laughs> I had to leave yeah. my town. Oh yeah, we talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't remember our price, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, so wait, wait. So, what did you? So you, you had a shop close to you, didn't you? But it wasn't a big one, right? Uh, well, yeah. It wasn't
0: like a virgin or anything. We over in Taunton. The next, the next town over is Taunton. It's probably, I think, it's about eleven miles um this was before either any of me or my friends could drive we could have got trains or buses over i don't know why we didn't very often um i think we started getting a bus but that was just to go to the pub and then we get my dad to come and pick us up <laughs> so <laughs> nice. we don't want to get the train home <laughs> come and pick us up <laughs> uh, but yeah we never did Good it stuff. to go and go and get music and uh well exactly like you said a minute ago my money went on the pub <laughs> when, I was, yeah. when I was younger, I didn't yeah. think about getting going over to Tottenham to get music.
1: No, that's fair enough. Yeah, well, I, I'm from London, so we were treated. We had fucking everything. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah, you, we had our Price, we had M V C, we had Virgin, we had fucking just a plethora of stuff. So I was definitely lucky, like being able to go to Virgin Megastore on Tottenham Court Road on Oxford Street, rather, and just. It's just like a fucking Mecca back then. It was just wall-to-wall CDs, posters, vinyls, fucking, you know. Yeah. It was the tit. So I I, I do feel blessed, especially then when, you know, Virgin Megastore was proper Virgin Megastore. It was so sick. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, yeah. So But we were blessed getting CDs back then because it was a great feeling. Like we talked about, digital now still good. I'm still excited when something comes out. Yeah, but I don't quite have the same feeling as having it in my hand. I know loads of people today still buy CDs. Yeah, which is fucking great, but I, I can't anymore. I don't have anywhere to keep them. <laughs> I can't display them. I'm I'm sure you would fucking love my collection of CDs that are in the loft. I probably would. It's it's, it's like a twenty year old collection, and it's fuck. I think it was created curated incredibly, but one day I'll get it out and display it. But in this house, we don't have space for it. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so I'll run oh, through a couple so, of these out. Go on. Sorry. Um,
0: yeah. Going off of that, I the one thing I have wondered recently is um, that th- I'd imagine there probably are bands who who just don't don't bother releasing anything physical anymore. You know, they they'll just do it digitally, and it will save them money, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't cost a lot to get CDs made. In the last band, we we made CDs and put them out, but I was still a little bit like. Is this really worth it? But yeah. then again, at um, at gigs and stuff, especially local gigs, if you're in a local band, it is great to have. You like, we we always done merch, so it's great to have CDs and merch. Yeah, because then it feels like you have something tangible for people to take away with them. Yeah, but I think merch is the best way to go. If you're going to do one thing, CDs or thing, you could tell people where to go and listen to you online. Yeah, just do merch because merch is always cool. To see someone wearing your band's T-shirt is a fucking wicked feeling yeah i bet right so if you're in a small band i always recommend doing merch over cds if you can do both sweet i mean some bands they they do loads of shit they do stickers cds t-shirts fucking like you go to some bands like merch booths and you're like how the fuck do you guys (laughs) afford all this shit you're like there's like 20 people here we don't play to anyone how the (laughs) fuck did you afford all this i guess some people just have more money yeah
0: But yeah, I've just been curious. I, I thought there must be some bands that do it, but it's not something I've heard sto- stories about personally. So I, I wondered if you might have known.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some bands still do. We've done it. So yeah, awesome. I, haven't seen, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing in the future. I have no idea. I, I'm looking um, forward to
0: hearing your band, actually. After you after you said you um, gave gave the guys raunchy to listen to.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah it was Shane, the other singer, yeah. yeah. He said it was sick. Was that, was that well, just to listen to or
0: to, to say, this is what we want to be like?
1: No, it was to be like, just listen to, because the vocals are really fucking great. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's the screamer in the band. So it was like, obviously that f- form of raunchy. And we were like, oh, it sounds really good. I was like, Dude, they're fucking sick. But um, I actually thought of you today because one of the guys in the band sent me. So we're obviously, so if you listen to this, we're not up and running yet. We're still sort of getting our foot in and that. And we're split across Cheltenham and London. So we're doing uh. stuff over the internet. So it's taken a bit bit longer than what we would normally do but i got sent one of the new um tracks today by harry who's in the band and it just sounds like sixth and okay. i thought i thought adam's gonna fucking love this because i just messaged him back i said i said dude this just sounds like sick <laughs> i said this is great for me i'm up for that and then shane was like yeah dude this is sick we got to get some vocals on this track i was like just because we get there's two singers yeah so I was just like, we could just do a sixth over this, just yeah. rip off sixth oh, entirely over this over this track. And I have, even all the rest of the songs, I've been like, yeah, but we could make the vocals more complicated back and forth. But you know, yeah. we're not just going to do the standard, this is where you scream, this is where I sing, boring stuff. We're trying to mix it up a bit. And I always use sixth as an example because yeah. with two vocalists, their vocals are so interesting so um but I, I thought you'd i was like oh he's gonna love this track i'll try i'll try and send you it's just uh there's no vocals on it but, yeah oh awesome uh, ha- harry doesn't know that he's oh, that's a
0: secret. check with the other guys <laughs> Before no, fuck you...
1: them fuck them fuck them <laughs> even when we release it no one will listen to it anyway so you might as well listen to it <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so right cool. Sorry. So. That's all right. No, it's good. I love it. I love the tangents. I, I love. I, I love doing this podcast. I wanted
0: to take it off somewhere else as well, but no, that's. A, no, go on. Oh, I was just going to talk about um, crowdfunding because uh, we were yes. talking about how, um, like, how how you actually were you saying about having the money to get the merch and everything like that. Yeah. Coming from, I've spoken about board games a lot this this episode, uh, but like having a bit of a board game background. Like, I mean, board games are the the probably the biggest industry that uses uh kickstarter as a whole so i i know quite a lot about kickstarter i've used it quite a bit and I, i've been curious about if um if any bands have tried going down the kickstarter route instead of going sort of towards the record label
1: instead yeah do you not know just take a step back again i was totally blown away when when you said that to me first because i only know kick i've only known Kickstarter. For bands and projects and stuff that people are doing, yeah, I never even thought about board games. And then when you said to me, Oh, yeah, like it's mainly board games, I was like, That's crazy, like I, I never would have thought that, yeah. Um, but but yeah, but it's just that's crazy that it was just board games. But well, it kind of makes sense because there, there, there's a
0: niche market, so going on Kickstarter, they know exactly how many they need to make,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Um, uh, so they don't want to make like Say a hundred thousand units, and only sell thirty thousand, and be stuck with a uh, because they're big as well. It's hard to store. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so um, yeah, they know exactly how many to make, and yeah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, but some I, people have taken it too far.
1: I think Kickstarter is a fucking fantastic idea. Um, we, I've done it in bands before. I know other people that have done it, and it, you know, the thing is, m- musicians don't make any money anymore, and this is what i say before i said this to you before if it feels a bit like begging but if you're giving people something from it and something yeah. that they want i don't see anything wrong with it like when we done it in the old band in second self we said hey if you give us this money we'll we're going to record a, record an ep we're going to make hard copies we'll send you that and i think we sent some some people paid extra and they got a t-shirt as well and there was a note uh, we'd done individual notes that we'd all written Uh, in each cd just saying loads of shit i can't even remember they were fucking hilarious (laughs) so everyone that got a cd got a different note from each person yeah and when you do stuff like that it feels worth it it feels cool because when people get it you know there were people taking pictures and sending them to us and tagging us on facebook and stuff and that bit felt really cool but yeah. That's at the end. At the beginning, it really does feel a little bit like begging. When there's something tangible there for people to get, it feels like wow, it's come full circle. But at the beginning it is kind of like can you give me money, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need some money. But in the end if you if you believe in what it's for and you know what you're getting and that's actually what you get rather than getting, you know, not getting what you actually paid for, I think yeah. it's a great idea and something you've reminded me of and now i might speak to the guys and say maybe that's something we can do in the future but we're not you know we're not a band struggling for money we all work we all got decent jobs but if you're a younger band or certainly two or three years ago when i didn't have as much i'm not saying i'm rich but i didn't have as much money as i do now it was definitely on the cards because a lot of the guys in the band didn't have any money and a kickstarter was a perfect way for us to do what we wanted so
0: yeah um and uh, see I, i have no idea how much recording studios cost do you, do you know do you know have a do you know a, a rough price say one song how much would it roughly cost to go and record one song and have it all done without the master because that costs lots of money by the sounds of it
1: <laughs> yeah it depends so we were talking we were being ultimate nerds and talking about mastering before we started the podcast
0: oh was that oh was that before oh okay that's a joke that people won't get then oh damn it <laughs> no no we were talking about mastering and
1: mixing and all sorts of shit before but yeah um it depends on where you go you know it depends what you want Like we we said to the guys, the guys have said to me in the new band, look, we want to pay, and I mean pay for for the the first EP because we want it to sound really good. Now you can get a good quality sounding recording for not a lot of money. You've just got to go to the right person. It's all about who they are, what equipment they have. Some great people out there really don't charge that much money. Some people overcharge for stuff that's not as much of a high quality. You've got to go on word of mouth. You've got to listen to other recordings they've done. Don't never just go to anyone to record and just go without no reference because you could get something fantastic where you could get something fucking awful. So it yeah. honestly depends, dude, on what okay. you want, what you can afford, really. Yeah. You know, we, we, yeah, afford what you can. And these Kickstarters, like we were talking about, if you don't have the money and you want to go a little bit up, you can say to people, look, give us... Some money and we'll we'll record something fucking wicked in a decent studio. So yeah, it all depends. Yeah, it's all relevant to your situation at the time. I would say.
0: Yeah, I think obviously you'd have to start small. You wouldn't you wouldn't start a band and then two weeks later go all right, we're going to go on Kickstarter uh, we Kickstarter and we're going to try and raise twenty grand. You know yeah <laughs> you, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. You go on and you go right. We might have a few fans. Let's try and go for two hundred quid and see what we can do with two hundred quid. And like you said, you got to give them something for it in return it's not just giving you money to make it it's giving you money to make it for them but you get the extra to make it for others as well yeah but yeah it's, it's all about how you do it uh, doing it cleverly cleverly and uh what's the right word um i don't know but yeah like i said i, I come from like a board game background i, I know kickstarter quite well um, and I, I really do think it could take off with music if if you do it the right way, you know.
1: Definitely, I'm sure. If we googled it now, there's some bands that have kickstarted their entire album. Yeah, and probably quite big bands as well, because like we we keep talking about this podcast, no one makes fucking money from music <laughs> anymore. So, I'm sure no. that Kickstarter will become much more of a of a thing now that the music industry is bleeding money. Yeah, uh, well, I'd I'd, I mean- I'd love to. I'd love
0: to have a, a more in-depth chat about this with with people who have actually done it as well, and so uh, I, I might uh, go and post in some of the the music groups that I'm in and ask who if anybody's done it and if they'd be interested in coming on to chat to us. Yeah, sure. If you're, if you're fine with that.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, um, Yannick, the guitar player in my old in second self. He he would be he'd love to come and talk because he was the one who organised all of our Kickstarter stuff. I reckon it'd really? be really good to get on. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd have Just good surname... knowledge into that. Gares. Yannick, Yannick Davis. Oh, oh yeah, okay. nice. Not yeah. <laughs> Yannick Gears. Yeah, no. Yannick awesome. Davis. He's a good lad. I'll ask him. He'd be he'd be really cool. He's he's got that kind of. Uh, he's very much a DIY DIY musician. You know, he, yeah. he's all about that. I think he'd be a good person to talk to.
0: Awesome. Was it on Kickstarter then?
1: Yeah, it was Kickstarter or yeah. one of them. one a, a, a similar one that we used for our like first EP. So, so the main
0: ones are Kickstarter, Indiegogo and GoFundMe, I think. Mm. Or there's a new one.
1: It was either GoFundMe or Kickstarter. Might have been Kickstarter. Cool. Can't remember.
0: Yeah, there's a new one called GameFound, which is one publisher created it because they didn't want to use Kickstarter anymore. Another, oh, oh they want to try and get a lot of board games over to them. It'll be more board game orientated. orientated.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Like you said, got, it's, such a, want... it's such a niche thing and people yeah. are definitely going to put money towards it. So they're going to make money.
0: Yeah, I think I'm waiting on about £600 worth of board games at the moment. It should be coming in December. How many board games do you think <laughs> that is?
1: I reckon that's like... I, do you know what? It's probably not even that many, is it? two. <laughs> I, have, I thought so. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like 15 and you were going to go, no, one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah. That's cool. Looking forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah one of them you'd love. is basically like Alien. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Got another, oh, I was going to take a picture and send it to you. We've got a Buffy game that Kelly wanted and it's fucking awesome. Really? Yeah, it's called uh, Legendary Buffy. Oh. Legendary is like a uh, loads of board games. We got le- legendary Alien, Alien versus Predator, Marvel. It's a co-op game as well. It's a...
1: nice. Oh, dude, send me some pics, man.
0: Yeah, with, I was I was gonna say if we ever if we a meet up to like go to a gig or whatever, if I come come to, to come to stay with you for the saliva gig or I'm definitely bringing that and we are definitely playing oh, it at awesome. some point yeah, to, sounds, you would love it.
1: That sounds sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm well up for that. I got a proper nice. We got a proper nice big table in our dining room as well. It's perfect for board games. So awesome. yeah, I'm well up for that. Well up yeah, for it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Bring it, man. Right, where were we? Let's get back on track. Um,
0: yeah, should we Should we, Should we? we go back into Roadrunner a bit more? Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that, guys. I bit mean, a...
1: we, we apologize for it every time. I don't know why. If you've listened to this podcast for more than a couple of episodes, you'll know that we love going off on tangents. And that was yeah. one of them. <laughs> Who knows how long it lasted. <laughs> Anyway, so we're talking about Roadrunner Records. Um, So I'm just going to run through some albums that influenced me, ones that I think influenced a lot of people as well, and we'll just have a general chat about them. So they're in alphabetical order because that's the way I went through Wiki and found them all. I mean, I already knew a lot of these were on Roadrunner, but I was just going through them and adding them as I could. So an album we spoke about on the last podcast, um, 36 Crazy Fists, The Snow Cape Romance. Obviously, we spoke about You Felt Like It, kind of dropped off at the end of the album um yeah i'd have to agree a little bit I, like i don't think it's their best album necessarily it's a great it's a good album don't get me wrong um but at the time a big album they were everywhere they were supporting loads of people yeah. they were all over all the big festivals and everything so that was like a you know uh, a really big album at the time and uh i know that that is the first albums on your work list isn't it <laughs> Yeah, um, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's called Bitterness the Star. Bitterness
0: the Star, yeah. Oh, well I remembered, one. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I fucking loved Slit, slit Wrist Theory, yeah. The, the song, I think I, I heard that after I'd heard that Snow Cap Romance. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize they had an album before that one, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's, oh, it's a fucking awesome, song. Like, because oh, everyone was going crazy, like, people were saying, oh, you know, none of these are good as. Slip, slip wrist theory, um, but I, I don't think I ever actually went back to listen to the album as as an album, so yeah I definitely want to listen it's to good.
1: that. Um, it's good you know, dare to say it's probably better, I think the songs are yeah. a little bit more disjointed, like the, A Snowcap Remix feels like an album's been written all in once, where Bitterness of Stuff right. feels like they are loads of songs, sort of their early stuff put together, but I think overall okay. the songs might be a little bit better um, but yeah, still like Well worth checking out. But actually speaking about 36 Crazy Fists and obviously Kill Switch will come up later on. I went to a Roadrunner Records gig. It was all Roadrunner bands. It was 5.0, 36 Crazy Fists and Kill Switch Engage all on Roadrunner at the time. And that was in 2000 and I want to say three or four. I can't remember. I think it was just before, it must've been four. It was just before End of Heartache came out. Um, So yeah, that was really cool because No one had seen Howard yet. I don't think Kerrang! or anyone had put in what he looked like. I might be wrong on that, but I certainly hadn't seen him, and neither had my brother who went, both huge Killswitch fans. And then this guy came out that was like the complete opposite of the old singer. Old singer was a skinny white dude. New new singer's (laughs) a hench black guy. It was like, you literally, night and day, like...
0: I knew you were going to use the word hench then. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was hench, like because we were just like, okay, we can't wait to hear this new singer, and it was like, yeah, just like complete opposite of of Jesse, and it was cool. It was like, yeah. a, um, it was nice to see something completely different. It was great. Yeah, he, he was, he's fucking great. But we'll talk about that a bit later on. Okay, I'm going to start this on, and this is going to be a theme running through there: underrated albums and bands. Now, yeah. me and you have come up with so many awesome sort of subjects to talk about on future podcasts but we have to have to have to do one where me and you run through a list of unappreciated well we'll probably do a band one and an album one but we should definitely get some like unappreciated albums because i'm not sure some people are listening to some of this shit and i really think that they should be yeah i'm sure you can agree on on me with loads of stuff like we talked about raunchy the last couple of episodes and how do i don't me? think a
0: podcast has ever spoken about raunchy as much as we have yes <laughs> okay someone tell them yeah it's it's I,
1: I understand if you've never heard the band it's a fucking horrendous band name it is awful i mean that's on the list of probably the worst it's 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 terrible but their music's yeah. really good don't let yeah. that reflect you just because the band's called raunchy the music is really fucking good um like i said before some of the raunchy stuff on, um, um, Wasteland Disco Tech sounds like fucking Bring Me the Horizon Semper Eternal, so it's it's of a good quality um, but yeah, but anyway, okay, so yeah, we're definitely going to do <laughs> an episode on uh, we'll do a separate one on bands like as a whole, yeah. and then we'll do another one on like me and you will get 10 versus 10 kind of like yeah, we'll for have, the Iron Maiden one
0: Yeah, I was going to say that, we'll have to do a top 10 because uh, we've spoken about wanting to do more but we there's probably not many bands specifically alliteration again i can't do two s's together bands <laughs> specifically that we can do uh yeah. so yeah it might have to be just like top 10 all-time albums top 10 underrated bands you know it's good yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that'll be awesome
1: you yeah know? oh dude De- definitely i think it's a great idea and we'll, we'll, we'll 100% do that in the future you can quote yeah. us on that um but anyway <laughs> yeah so so this would go in as a band and an album underrated for me a band called anyone um and the album's anyone but i think all of their albums are fucking great but yeah a band that's really not appreciated or when you think of roadrunner you don't think of this band i don't think they were pushed very well by the label at the time and we'll go into that again as i said before a little bit later on that some bands were pushed more than others for various reasons i'm not quite sure why but this band really wasn't put on a pedestal like a a lot of them were and um they should have been because it's um very fucking good, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, Chimera pass out of existence. Um Sorry, sorry what were yeah, you
0: saying? I, I, I have never ever heard of anyone. Yeah, ever. See,
1: <laughs> there you go. That says it all. Uh, and yeah. I think when you listen to them, you're going to think, "Holy fuck!" More people should should know yeah. about this band, which is it's a shame when it comes to stuff that when great music isn't appreciated by as many people as it should. But um, but hey, someone else might listen to it. I think it's shite, but it's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, yeah. Ch- Chimera pass out of existence. Obviously, Chimera released almost all the albums of roadrunner i believe um and Pass out of existence is the first one i still think it's um it's one of my personal favorites but i think everything chimera put out was if you're any sort of metal fan and you've never heard chimera go and have a listen it's some of it's just fucking insane um a band that i know that you're a fan of and i am too cold chamber um so yeah i put cold chamber dark days um on there that was the last one they'd done before the last one, Rivals, but the last one of sort of the original run of albums. I think the album on the whole is probably the strongest one they've done, even though it was the last one they released. It actually wasn't accepted very well at the time. I remember it getting really bad reviews. The reviewers didn't. Okay. But I will say something, right? This is something I've noticed. I'm not sure if we've talked about this before. When... About 2003, when... Let's just put in air quotes, new metal, because that's not a dirty word. It's a fucking great word for a great time of music. But let's just say Agreed. when that phase of music started to become uncool, shall we say, what people got to remember is all these, all these Kerrang! magazines and Metal Hammer magazines, they're all owned by the same people that make smash hits, the same people that make this, like, all that shit, right? So what it is, is, and it's still today with metal magazines, it's all about what's popular yeah a lot yeah, of these okay. magazines still put stuff down because it's not popular some bad some um you can go back and do the research some like Kerrang! are the worst ones for it they're infamous for giving good albums bad scores on purpose because that's not what the the magazine is currently pushing as okay the thing you know they've all got an agenda like a lot of people yeah. do but this was one of those albums where i thought did they listen to this it's really good but they gave it like <laughs> two out of five and I was like, absolute bollocks. And they've done it to a lot of albums that I really liked. Yeah. It's just strange. That's something I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very weird. I've got loads of old Kerangs and Metal Hammers. We'll have to go through them, dude, and just have a look yeah. because some of the stuff in there is just like fucking insane. But anyway, I won't to stay too long on that. So yeah, Cold Chamber, fucking great. Fantastic band. Des is great. Yeah. Um, Cradle of Filth, ninfetamin. Um, Again, a weird f- sort of era for cradle of filth where we've spoken about this before they kind of got scaled back a little bit for the music that was out of the time um so damnation in a day and uh nymphetamine aren't as heavy as the other albums but they were sort of more fitting with what was happening at that current time um yeah so they're both really strong albums but they're not quite the full cradle of filth that you would have gotten from earlier or later releases like now they're absolutely killing it on nuclear blast and Nuclear blast are doing exactly what Roadrunner used to do, which is just fucking pushing all these incredible bands and like pushing metal forward. So but we could we could do a whole we should do a whole podcast just on nuclear blast because we could do that as well. It's fucking, yeah, I don't know much about nuclear yeah, blast. Like, it's it's another one. You'd be mind blown by some of the bands that have been signed to nuclear blast. So yeah. in the future, if if this one you know if this goes well and we enjoy doing this, we'll, we'll probably do a Nuclear Blast one as well. Um, but anyway, I I I um I, I'm going off track again. Uh, Devil Driver, Devil Driver, <laughs> Devil Driver were class, but I remember you said to me that you haven't really gone through their catalogue as it would be.
0: No, but you uh, liked. But them. I listened, Yeah, I do like them. I I think I only like the first couple of albums that I listened to, and I just stopped, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think I went off of them. Um, or maybe I only listened to, like, their their hits from the first three or four. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't really paid any, any attention to them the last ten years, but I listened to a few today. Yeah? Yeah, it was, it was good again. Yeah, I I didn't listen to any of the older stuff that I enjoyed before, so I didn't have any of that nostalgia coming back to me in, like like uh, Clouds Over California, Green Oh, Grin that's Fucked. so good, yeah. So, yeah, uh, or oh, The Mountain
1: yes the mountain i I
0: absolutely love that yeah
1: fuck yeah so good
0: but yeah so i didn't didn't listen to any of that i tried to listen to new albums it was raining today as well so i think i put the latest album on but i didn't even notice it was on i was just trying to get round
1: before the rain oh the new one was um dealing with demons part one it's fucking wicked Yeah, i put it i done a um i done a video on my youtube channel which was um favorite albums of 2020 and that was in there because yeah. it was it was f- such a return to form the one before wasn't received very well by a lot of people i wasn't too okay. keen on it it wasn't great um but then that one is like a proper insane return to form yeah i thought it was great so yeah next time you get a listen when you you know have a chance to concentrate i think go back to it it's uh it's re- it's worth listening but all i think all their catalog is but Let's not talk for too long about Devil Drive. We could go on. Um, (laughs) Another one that would go into my sort of underrated albums, um, Dry Kill Logic, The Darker Side of Nonsense. Um, Another band that I don't think enough people have heard. Uh, A really good mix of old school sort of new metal vibe, mix of metal and just loads of other stuff. They were sort of on the cusp of loads of different genres. Yeah, Darker Side of Nonsense is a a fucking great album. Another one as well. So we've got two here together. band called Down the Sun that hardly... Anyone would know unless you were, you know, kicking it in the scene from like 2001 to 2002 because that's like the time that they were out. But this okay. band, that their first yeah, album, yeah, their first album was produced by Clown from Slipknot. So he obviously saw something and then that was really good and said that he would do it. I'm not quite sure what the circumstances, whether they were friends or whatever, but yeah, they supported Slipknot on a couple of tours, I believe. So, you yeah. know, they were awesome. doing it, but they only made that one album. And it's such a shame because it's really fucking good. It's just <laughs> yeah. self-titled. Yeah. Down the sun, down the sun. But again, if you get awesome. a chance to anyone listen to listen to something decent that no one else has heard, it's on Spotify as well. So, or Apple or wherever you probably find it. An album that I've spoke about and I speak about quite a lot, fear factory, dear manufacturer, a, a absolutely massive, influential album, mid nineties influenced a shit ton of uh, metal and industrial and tons of bands were influenced by fear factory but Manufacture stands out as even now it, it it's just the production the vocals the guitars it's just insane it could have been made today and you wouldn't have known you wouldn't have known the musicianship the drumming is just it's just fucking nuts it's just such a good album but um for me you know i was always wearing something fear factory yeah, um, I'm wearing a mushroom head T-shirt right now. FYI, shout up mushroom head. Normally, <laughs> it probably would have been one of my Fear Factory shirts. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's move on. So I've just mentioned a load of albums that are 10, 15 years old. But right in the middle of my list, I have an album that only came out last year, I believe, which is Higher Power, 27 Miles Underwater. Proof, again, that Roadrunner is still putting out fucking great stuff. This album is insane. They're really good live young band hungry and really fucking entertaining i uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it as soon as i heard um one of their singles i was like yeah i'm gonna listen to that and then i saw they were playing the download pilot and i was like yeah i'll go check them out and i was like sick and i've spoken awesome. about these bands before but i would say higher power holding absence and sleep token these are bands that i can see they're gonna move up and up and up and up and up the list on download These are the sort of bands that will be playing, you know, main stage in, you know, three, four, five, six years, whatever. These bands are, for me, I think, going to be, you know, the future. They're pushing our genre forward. Um, But yeah, anyway, so next up, Il Nino, Revolution, Revolution. So another old one, but fuck me, that album kills. And uh, we've spoken briefly about this before. It's so fucking heavy. I like, I
0: can't remember much about it, but I don't think I was a fan. Really, but I'm, I'm going to listen to it again because I haven't listened to it in probably twenty years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it,
1: it has, it has, you know, it sounds like it's from 2001 or 2002. You know, it, 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 right? It, it sounds like it's from there, but then there are parts where you're thinking, it it sounds like in the single versions of their songs they cut out the screaming. Okay, those bits of the songs that they re-recorded where he sings the bit instead of screaming the bit. Because I think that the screaming bit was just at that point in time, just too much for people. Whereas you listen right. to it now and you think, that sounds fucking great. Why would you cut <laughs> that out of a single? But that's yeah. just what people were doing at the time. Even in like 2004, Killswitch Engage, the end of Heartache, the song, yeah, the music video version, the middle bit, he sings it rather than screaming it. It's screaming on the album. But it's singing on the on the release. And that's only because radios, radio stations at that time, wouldn't play stuff with screaming on it. Unless they were specifically uh you know, a rock radio station. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. bands would do that <laughs> all the there's notorious things. Like, you know, every Limp Biscuit song would have every swear word cut out. So we listen yeah. it on the radio it would just be like, like you couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. Like it was (laughs) ridiculous. I have upstairs, actually, this is pretty cool. I have a radio version of chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water where the entire album has all of the swearing cut out. (laughs) I don't know how the fuck I got my hands on this, but this must've been something that was used in radio stations or played wherever. But I literally have, yeah. The whole um Chocolate Starfish album with all the swearing bleaked out, and it's a fucking horrendous listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> like if well, you listen to Biscuit, what's the song? you need to swear. What's Hot the dog, song yeah. that he's got like, it's, it's, yeah, like, it's it's a, a tough Well with that place. He's... Everybody's dead, but it's, like, it's like this is unlistenable. <laughs> and you gotta think about it, dude. Radio stations were actually playing that then, which is yeah, even more insane. And people were still <laughs> listening to it. Crazy. Um but yeah, anyway, I've, I've divulged well off. Uh, so I've got yeah. Killswitch a Gage, um, Alive or Just Breathing. I put that on because I feel like that's the record that got me into them. That's still my favourite to this day. Still has, yeah. bliss. you know, all their albums have merit. They're great songs on every album. Some albums I love all the way through. Some I pick from. But that's one of the ones that is start to finish an absolute fucking, absolute banger. And they changed, you know, Killswitch and Gage's formula is still used by bands today. Go to any new metalcore band and listen to it. You'll hear some sort of Killswitch Engage in there. They changed the entire face of metalcore and they have yeah. for literally the last 15, 16, 17 years. So people are still feeling the Killswitch Engage effect now and obviously they're still going and making good stuff. Um call on the Serenity oh, well, of Suffering. Wanna, oh, I'm sorry, Sorry, I want to stop you there. Um, yeah, Killswitch Engage, like we spoke
0: about last week, I think. Was it last week? Yeah, was, it was last week? Yeah, last episode. <laughs> last episode. I, I I listened to them a, a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and I, I yes, I do quite enjoy Killswitch Engage. Now there's there's a lot of other songs that you know I've never heard from other albums that I do really like, but like you said, it's it's they're a band that everybody seems to like, um, and and could you were surprised that I said that I'd not really heard them, yeah, and I'm yeah. now surprised that they're not being sort of pushed to headline download you i know, agree i would expect most people to be saying like yeah kill switch should be headlining
1: but i don't yeah. see it very often maybe i i don't know there's some weird bands on that cusp of they should have been bigger than they are and i yeah. think i think trivium's one of them i think Corn yeah. are one of them i think um kill switch engage obviously are one of them there's a load of bands that I feel bullet for my Valentine. There's tons yeah. of bands that I feel like, how are they not headlining festivals by now? I mean, Corn is the, like, we're just about to speak about Corns. So this is on track. Corn is yeah. the biggest example of that. How they are, how they are playing under bands is fucking yeah. mental. I mean, they changed the game for a long time and it's, mad to me that they still they aren't head... Well, they're certainly not headlining festivals in England anyway. I don't know about America, but they're certainly not yeah. doing it over here. Or I would have thought in Europe. And to me, that's insane. Absolutely mad.
0: I would say Avenged Sevenfold on that cusp as well. But they are yeah. one of the bands that actually made it over and were able they to headline. They
1: did. Yeah, they have. yeah that's What weird. do they I do differently?
0: hmm
1: I don't know. I mean, if you compare... When Corn were at their biggest, to when Avenge Sevenfold were at their biggest, I mean, there's no comparison. Corn were fucking yeah. ten times bigger. Somehow, still not headlining festivals. Yeah, that is very fucking odd, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. I'm sure we could do a whole podcast about. That. Yeah, go. There's another idea for a podcast. Bands yeah. that aren't as uh, big as they should have been. We could fucking get a whole list together for that. Definitely. But yeah, Corn's running to suffering. We spoke about that album a little. Um, earlier really fucking great album for me obviously i've been listening to them throughout the whole time i haven't literally skipped a beat and i feel like that yeah. one was a real return to form and weirdly i think that was the first one they had done on roadrunner records so was that's it? interesting yeah everything else had been done on i think it was interscope emi i can't remember it was someone else someone else um but anyway i got uh, another band that i feel is underrated life of agony river runs red that was their first one um really sick stuff kind of like um hardcore mixed with a little bit of sort of rap stuff with a bit of metal fucking great band if you ever get a chance to listen to life of agony uh Machine Head through the ashes of empires we've spoken a little bit about that before and how fucking yeah. sick that is e- everything Machine Head have done is well i'd say the last album they done was probably their weakest catharsis everyone hates the supercharger and if you hate on Supercharger, you can go fuck yourself because I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Everyone yeah. kills is, kills Supercharger for no reason. Supercharger is a sick album. Don't care. Simple as yeah.
0: that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I kind of went off of them after the blackening. Oh, what I an too album keen on that the blackening,
1: was. And I'm really isn't too much since then. I th- was that the last one they done on Roadrunner? Yeah, I think it might be. And then they done Locust or oh, whether it was the Locust or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Into, Into the, the locust, locust, that's maybe. it. Yeah. Yeah. We might be getting that completely wrong, but it was around that time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we covered ourselves in episode one by saying we could get stuff wrong. Yeah. at some Tell point. us if we're wrong,
1: <laughs> give us some feedback. We like it. We love it. Love interaction with you dudes. Yeah. Um moving on. One of my favourite bands of all time, uh The Misfits, which I think there's probably their strongest album apart from Static Age. Well, their best album with the Michael Graves era anyway, Famous Monsters fucking great album especially if you love horror punk and metal mixed together fucking great murder dolls beyond the valley of the murder dolls sick yeah sick awesome. album in it yeah so yeah. good so sick, sick. that's all i gotta say like the album is just sick like if you've never heard murder yeah. dolls, oh, i listen to it so like, much um there's members of multiple bands in there um wednesday 13 i think the the guy from static x was in it for a little bit obviously joey from slipknot playing guitar and not drumming so if you're a slipknot fan and you weren't aware of murder dolls go check out murder dolls because uh it's definitely worth your time innit? yeah i think that was around the same time i was playing
0: san andreas as well i think i, I feel like i listened to that while playing san Dude, andreas that a lot.
1: sounds like the greatest thing like i just want to go back yeah <laughs> to 2003 and just <laughs> stick on murder dolls and play san andreas like <laughs> yeah so that's great um nickelback dark horse no we rubbish hate on Nickelback. We, we, <laughs> we, see we've said on this podcast a number of times we are not nickelback haters we are nickelback lovers yeah we don't just hate bands just because everyone else does we always give everyone a chance and nickelback is sick if you don't like that
0: go okay, fuck yourself
1: because <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking sick we've got a shitload of albums now so i didn't know they were on roadrunner they've been on Roadrunner all the way through haven't they I'd imagine first two weren't from okay. Silverside up to now still on fucking Roadrunner yeah. and I, I will go you know we'll, we'll do stuff uh, we, we're going to do this on the next episode when I tell everyone about biggest selling artists but let's just say Nickelback's in the mix as I'm sure yeah. everyone's aware they've sold a fuck load of records and yeah. Um, yeah which is fantastic and great for the label I'm sure back in the day because of how well bands like Nickelback done, they were able to use that money to fund other bands. Yeah. So I'm sure bands on the yeah, label probably knew that Nickelback was the reason that they got signed to the label because if your bands don't do well, you can't sign other bands. So Nickelback, yeah, let's just say it now. Uh, Nickelback are responsible for <laughs> for Killsitch and Gage doing so well. There you go. I said it because um, <laughs> they sold a shitload of albums. But yeah, but yeah, Nickelback. Um, we've agreed on that. And fuck yeah, if Annie Copping was joking when he said he's already um got Nickelback to play Down twenty twenty three, I hope he's not joking, because me and Adam will be there, fucking rocking out, yeah, singing all the tunes. So we're up for that. What else have we got? Of course, Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know many people that aren't Slipknot fans, but if you're a fan of Slipknot and you know a little bit about the history, you'll know how important that record was in our genre of metal alternative rock everything that was probably one of the most important records since since we've been alive in our genre without a shadow of a doubt literally changed everything got so many people into music into metal expanded people's horizons and obviously for them you know just changed their fucking world overnight pretty much yeah Um, and
0: and it was the whole thing of They've got someone who plays a fucking keg with a baseball bat. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can do anything in metal, then, obviously. Like, I assume, yeah, people hadn't oh, s- expanded their views on it and thought outside the box. And, yeah, like you said, they're it, it responsible for so much artifacts and so much more oh, things.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. It, it's, a lot of the bands we've talked about on that list have just had such a huge knock on effect. And the overall thing is all these bands were on Roadrunner Records. Yeah. I mean, they they done a fantastic job of pushing pushing the envelope, pushing the records, pushing the artists to get into the mainstream and to change. I mean, this fucking... this reason we're talking about its label is because they literally changed the game. Like, they yeah. just did. It's fact. I'm not just saying it, it actually happened. Yeah, and Slipknot, Slipknot's a perfect example of that. Do you know what the, I, I can't remember the first time I saw them. I think... I was at my friend's house and I'd listened to Wait and Bleed or Surfacing. I can't remember which one was on one of the Metal Hammer CDs. I've still got it in the loft. And uh, there was an interview with them on MTV, MTV2. Right. And I was watching it and I was like, what band is this? I was at my mate Dan's and I'm like, I don't know. And then it's like, oh, and that was Slipknot. And I was like, was that Slipknot? I was like, oh my (laughs) Lord, they look fucked. And then I went and bought their um, Wait and Bleed. I had Wait and Bleed on tape. I went and bought the tape because it was the cheapest, and I had no fucking money. Yeah, and um, (laughs) it had a picture of them on the front, and I was like, "Oh fuck, it is actually them!" Mental. (laughs) Yeah, and then I went Slipknot mad, and my entire room—not even joking—my entire fucking room was just Slipknot, mainly Slipknot. Yeah, mix of Linkin Park and Incubus and all the other stuff that I liked, but.
0: 75%
1: 75% Slipknot in my room was just posters. It was fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we could do a Slipknot special we at some could. point. I'm sure we will. Uh, so I got Soulfly Primitive, um, another band that I love. And obviously, one we haven't properly mentioned yet, Sepultura, yeah. Chaos AD, their first few albums, some of the most influential metal albums of all time. Again, same as the Slipknot, they, they fucking changed it. As soon as that shit came out, everyone wanted to replicate it. Wanted to be the next Sipitura, but Soulfly have always been up there for me. Um, Another album that we spoke about briefly last time, I think, Stone Sour, Come Whatever May. Yeah, I was saying fucking to you that... that album. Yeah, fucking great album. The weird thing is, is it's very hit and miss with me for Stone Sour. When I hear something of theirs, I'm like, that's good. But when I actively go to listen to their stuff, I tend to get a bit bored. Okay. And I'm not sure why, because I've already spoken before about I'm not too keen on Corey Taylor as a person. Yeah, but well, from what I've heard and seen, you know, I'm sure he's all right. But I i love his music, so it was kind of weird that that album's great, but everything else I've listened to, I'm a bit like, I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure about it yet. Yeah. Did you know how many of their how, how many of their albums do you like? Like overall, one. are you like uh, what, all of the them?
0: The same as most of other oh, most s- of the bands, is one album.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're that fucking one album guy, aren't you? Yeah. that one album. There's always that guy. Did Out you... of all your group of friends, everyone's got a one album guy, and that <laughs> is you.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know I was a Definitely.
1: thing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Did you know they've been going since 1992? Fuck, really? They started in 1992, and he went to Slipknot from Stonesour. Yeah, so yeah, they, I knew that. So they reformed Stonesour assume, or maybe they just didn't stop.
1: Yeah I I knew that, I knew that but I didn't I didn't know how long they'd actually been going.
0: Yeah it was 92 and 93 I think but yeah I, when I when I read that the other week I found it interesting and thought like obviously if people people knew his name was Corey Taylor didn't they Be, what, before they revealed them, themselves before they I can't I remember think if they by did. By that
1: point people had figured it out yeah people had figured out a couple of them. Yeah so before I, they properly revealed themselves yeah. Yeah but people
0: pro- probably would have had pictures of him playing in Stone Sour Just no one put two and two together because probably because the internet wasn't really a big thing back then. Yeah, yeah. Like if someone tried doing it now, you'd have like internet sleuths trying to, uh, or internet detectives, if that's the right word, maybe not sleuth. I don't know. Yeah, trying to work out all these things and they probably would be able to work it out. But, uh...
1: well, it's kind of weird actually because. We mentioned Soulfly, the band, before. On that Primitive album, there's a song with Corey Taylor called Jump the Fuck Up. Yeah. And in the video, they blur Corey Taylor's face. Did they? Huh. And this was 2001. So obviously, at that point, he was just in Slipknot. Stone Sower hadn't even released their first album until, I think, the year afterwards. Yeah. So he, or the label, whoever, they, you, you watch the video now, they, 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 they obscure his face, they blur it out a little bit. Because yeah. obviously, at that time, people you know, they didn't want to know they didn't want them to know who they were. And then literally yeah. a year later I remember opening Kerrang and it was a picture of a stone sour gig. Yeah. And there he was with his at that time he had really long hair. And I was like, fucking house, so that's what he looks like about the mask on. Because <laughs> obviously I hadn't seen him without the mask on before. Yeah. So I was like, wow, okay. That's what he looks like. Like completely different to what I thought he looked like. Yeah. I had a complete I don't know what the image I had in my head at the time, but it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't that at all but yeah that was weird so you can almost get that down to like kind of when that actually happened yeah. so it must have been somewhere between 2001 and 2002 yeah when you kind of found out that it was him i think we've spoken about this before maybe i spoke to sam
0: about it when i interviewed him but like it felt like they did that whole masked thing without showing their faces for years but the first album came out in 1999 and they mm-hmm. revealed themselves like yeah, like you said, two thousand and one. So it was only a couple of years, but it felt
1: well. He, he did, and a couple of others did. Obviously, then Joey for like two thousand and three, four. Yeah, but a few of them not till a bit later on. But by that right. time, the internet had become a bit more of a thing, and people right. were kind of posting photos of them like backstage and like, oh, this is this is Jim Root. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> this is Mick, and you're like, oh shit, that's what they look like. But yeah, but I get what you mean, totally. Yeah, at that time, it was only. A couple of them but it does it did feel like like for 10 years no one knew who they were yeah <laughs> but it was actually about two years yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally that was it and they were like hello they didn't do that very well did they
0: i don't remember how it came about do you
1: know what i mean it's like ruining it oh we're in a mass band two years later hi everyone i'm cory taylor <laughs>
0: yeah i suppose <laughs> i suppose because they blow up so quickly by yeah. the time it had been two years, it felt like they'd been a huge band for years already. Probably yeah, something to do with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, even when Iowa came out, it felt like Slipknot had been around for a lifetime. Yeah. And it was like, it's just only the second <laughs> proper album that they'd released. Like, yeah, you know, we don't count Meet Food Kill Repeat because it's shite. Um, I've
0: listened to it once or listened to about three quarters of it when I was in college. And I quite enjoyed it. Really? Yeah, i am gonna give it. Uh, that's going on my work work list.
1: I could tell you right now, "Do Nothing Bitch Slap" is one of the best worst songs ever made. Yeah, yeah. On from Make, Feed, Kill, Repeat. They don't put it on Spotify because they're too embarrassed. Okay, but it is on. It is on um, YouTube, YouTube. So any Slipknot fans yeah. out there, if you've never listened to the album before, Slipknot, Slipknot go listen to make feed kill repeat by slipknot and listen to the song do nothing bitch slap yeah yeah it has jazz in the middle that's Ooh. all i'm going to say awesome. it, it's 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 fucked in a good way in the best way possible um yeah so yeah i that that we'll we'll do a slipknot special and we'll delve into we'll do a proper deep dive and we'll do loads of shit because there's yeah just a fucking ton of stuff to talk about when it comes to slipknot so much shit happened
0: and we'll get someone from Slipknot on as a guest as well. Probably. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like Corey
1: Taylor loves me and he knows that I love him. So he'll be on. it um, will <laughs> be on straight away. Um, all right. Okay. So we got um, last couple of albums now. Uh, Trivium, Sin and the Sentence. So I told you to listen to that earlier on. Yeah. You could pick anything from there. Apart from, I think their weakest albums, The Crusade and Shogun, Yeah. I don't think are great. Personally, okay. I know people out there love them, but for me, I think they're the weakest ones. Everything else was on, on on a good level, good par. But yeah, anything by Trivium and like I said, the new albums, fucking awesome. Again, Roadrunner putting out good stuff still. And finally on my list, I got Type on Negative October Rust. Topic again, it have always been one of my favourite bands. Peter Steele is god, R.I.P. Um, but yeah, but interestingly, them and Sepultura were the first bands on Roadrunner to break Billboard charts. Okay, So I think it was Chaos AD by Sepultura and Bloody Kisses by Typo Negative were the first Roadrunner records to break into mainstream charts where they thought, oh, we've actually gone into, you know, they were pretty low. They were probably around the 40 mark or 30 mark or whatever. So, you know, not top 10 or anything. But for the time, actually breaking into, especially during the 90s where pop was huge. Yeah. being Having metal actually break into the Billboard charts. Was yeah, a fucking big deal. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So those two bands are very much responsible for how well Roadrunner done in the future and stuff like that. So that should have been mentioned. Um but yeah, all that stuff basically. There's some great stuff in there, some great bands. If you want gonna go listen to it, go listen to it. If you feel like I've babbed on like an arsehole, I I, I excuse myself. <laughs> but when I talk about this kind of stuff I get really excited. Um but basically, as we said before, this podcast will be split into two parts. Yes. And that is your end lesson for part number one on Roadrunner <laughs> Records. We've got a few other things to speak about before we go. But I'll just give you a little teaser for part two. So in the next one I will be talking about Wait bait. Gone. It's wait bait. Oh wait it's bait. Not, yeah, not. sorry. <laughs> you gotta wait so, for the I was next like, episode. <laughs> wait, I was like, What why are you making me wait? It is wait bait. You're gonna wanna come back for this stuff, guys, okay? <laughs> you're going to want to come back for it Uh, I promise you what can
0: we expect next
1: episode in episode 2 we will be talking generally about the label again and uh, sort of touching on some of the stuff that we've already spoken about but we'll also be speaking about record sales what Roadrunner did for their 25th anniversary some of the soundtracks they've released going back through some of the history stuff they've done but also some of the criticisms and sort of bad stuff that happened around the label shall we say so you know we're not going to say not everything's gonna be positive necessarily overall it's a very positive thing but not everyone has got that from being on the label as we've kind of touched on sometimes they learnt towards sorry lent towards the bigger acts and didn't necessarily concentrate on smaller ones so we'll delve into all that next time and um and a lot more but yeah yeah i've enjoyed speaking about this because it is a very interesting subject especially if you're nerds of the genres just like us and it's just such an interesting thing to talk about but anyway that's next time adam what else do you have for us sir um yeah i was just
0: gonna say about about the bands that you've just mentioned it's hard to leave bands out isn't it you obviously said that you've talked about a lot of bands but you can't when you're going through a list like that you're like i can't leave this band out i can't leave this band out so you end up talking about yeah, a fucking load yeah. of stuff
1: yeah it's difficult it's difficult yeah like i said before you go to that wikipedia it's like we could spend we could do like five fucking episodes talking about all the bands on there yeah and we just don't have time to do <laughs> no. five episodes about roadrunner records so i'm just trying to we're trying to squeeze as much as we can think about currently into this one but yeah
0: yeah uh Cool. I uh, I think we should uh, leave it there because it's getting a bit late. Yeah. It doesn't feel. It feels a bit weird doing a camp uh, campsite fuckery in this episode.
1: We'll we'll save it. We'll save it for part yeah, two. We'll Come it. back for part two. All that I've mentioned plus campsite fuckery. So yeah, we should just um
0: close it up there. I think. I think I don't. There's nothing else I usually say. Is there episode template? <laughs> Just say that out loud.
1: Episode template. <laughs> <laughs> uh we do not have any shout outs this week, I don't think. Shout out to my mum for, for the for the second time for having me. For birthing me. Big up my mum.
0: Yeah. Your um she she commented on one of our Facebook things a while ago. I only saw the second um message. I didn't see the first oh, really? one. Oh yeah. I don't did you remember that? Didn't you ask know, it? It was it was a probably three months ago something like that when we first started um i didn't know it was your mum but um yeah the second message said something along the lines of oh i don't know what happened there and then a few bits more but it was the first episode yeah. the first message that she explained that she was your mum which i didn't see for <laughs> about two weeks after after the original one but she has a different name to you doesn't she
1: yeah she's she got remarried so she's got a different name okay on uh, on facebook to, your brother yeah.
0: ha- does your brother have a different?
1: different... Oh, I'm not. That's not getting like it, fucking. People shouldn't be allowed to change their names because everyone now in my family has a different fucking name for some reason. So now no one knows who's related to who. Is this your brother? Sister? <laughs> oh, Mom? I fucking. Who the fuck knows? Stop changing your fucking names.
0: Okay, well that answers my question. I was going to ask if you changed your name to Bond if you you no, wanted no, no, to be no, a no. Bond. That, that is that, that is much. the Bond. If you wanted no. to, if you wanted to use that chat up line in MVC. <laughs> He's like, i I need to be a bond <laughs> i was born a bond
1: and i will die a bond okay right? i ain't changing that name it's too sick
0: <laughs> all right sorry i <laughs> i don't know I, that
1: hopefully that didn't like bring up anything no no no, no, good, no not good, at all good my mum's awesome like some people would think oh god it's so lame my mum's content and stuff mate my mum listens to papa roach three days grace slipknot fucking biscuit everything my mum's fucking down she was like in 2001 she was like the coolest mum. i would be like mom what are you doing just listen to p roach <laughs> sweet oh, oh she used to tell me about stuff oh have you heard the new three days grace no i fucking haven't how the fuck <laughs> have you heard it like <laughs> nice. sit like that like yeah Mum was sick man she's so, she's still cool now but yeah awesome she, that she's always been on the vibes yeah but yeah sorry continue cool um well
0: yeah so let's uh let's uh close it up here then um so yeah, obviously got to say thank you everybody for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's a bit different to what we normally do but we like you said we're trying to change things up. We can't just talk yeah. about download festival because we'd run out quite quickly. And um <laughs> yeah. I think this has been fun and uh, I I I'm looking forward to next episode so much. It's going to be yeah. a lot of cool things in there I reckon. We'll see you in we'll see you in 2 weeks for part 2 of Roadrunner Record Special. If you want to reach out to us about anything you've heard on the episode, any if we if we got anything wrong, uh, correct you can correct us or you want to give us some feedback, that's fine. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as um, dear download podcast. Uh, you can email us at deardownload2003 at gmail.com and uh, that's two zero zero three. And like I say, every episode telling your friends about us is the best thing you can do for us or just sharing our stuff t- telling telling people so yeah that's that was everything for this week simon where can people find you oh i was going to ask you i won't ask you about the twitch stream because it's getting on now
1: oh we'll do that next time yeah Yeah. Uh, where can people find you people can find me as fonzie underscore simon on instagram they can also find me on youtube as simon bond and i am on twitch now as well i do gaming on tuesday nights i'm currently playing half-life so if you go to my instagram fonzie underscore simon the link is in my bio and i do it every tuesday and it's fucking fun awesome so come along and join me have a laugh
0: cool um i don't do anything online really other than <laughs> podcast stuff so if you um if you want to reach out to me just get hold of us on on the on our the download facebook or whatever or whatever you use whatever you want to get hold of us on That's it for this week. So that's goodbye from Simon. A goodbye. And goodbye from me. Goodbye.